Keller, Ace Material. No, that's not a word I use very often. Good morning to you. Wow! Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 2, Rockies nothing. Mitch with the complete game, with the shutout, with everything going, had never pitched beyond the seventh inning in the majors. Had never even gone that far, not even into the eighth. And there he was, out there on the hill, taking the ball and shoving it up the Rockies' rear ends all night long until he got the result that the team needed. I am not, as I mentioned, one prone to using the word ace. In fact, I really don't like it. I think it's most often misapplied. I believe that there are only a handful of these types of pitchers across the scope of the game. And I mean, like, your Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer types, the ones that just rise way above and beyond, but do so on an annual basis. It's a very, very short list. It's a Pedro Martinez, Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson list, okay? So to say that the guy who happens to be the best in your rotation is your ace, I mean, you can do that. You can choose to apply the term as you want. Mine is that it's the ace who fits within those guys who fits within that class of staff aces. And sometimes there can be more than one of them on the same team, given Major League Baseball's grossly imbalanced economics. In which case, what are they? Two aces? Dueling aces? I don't know. What I do know is that Mitch is showing ace-level stuff right now. And more important, he's showing ace-level poise. Maturity. Yes, Mitch has grown up. He has grown up so much from where he was. I was about to say a couple of years ago, but it's really not even that. It goes back, I feel, like to about a month into last season when he looked like he was just going to be the most dominant starter in the division, maybe in the league, coming out of spring training, throwing 100 miles an hour and everything else, and it didn't work for him. It didn't work for him. He still needed to do a hard reset. He still needed to find ways to maybe take something off the heat, mix in other pitches, create, create new pitches for himself, which he did with his slider, which still blows my mind. And then, slowly but surely, getting guys out. It wasn't all that exciting. It wasn't all that sexy the way he'd get them out, but he got them out, and he started going deeper into games. And he started really becoming a pitcher, for lack of a more creative way to put it. And we'd talk about it, he and I, all the time. And you could just tell that there was a little extra glow with each passing start because he found a little extra confidence each time out. Sometimes it would be with one pitch. Sometimes he didn't have another pitch at all, a pitch that he really wanted to go to. He just didn't have it. So he'd try something else, and he'd have success with that, and he'd feed off of that. And he kept 
pulling off the positives. He kept coming away with the best of what he'd just done rather than the worst. And I'm not sure I've seen something like this. If you go back, I'm going to do this on purpose, all right? But if you go back to uh, Kip Wells going back in, in recent Pirates history, go back even further to Chris Benson, a number one overall pick. These were guys who had uh, Mitch-type resumes coming up through the minors who could just get everybody out. But at the same time, once they got to the bigs, things started overwhelming them, and they started nibbling and biting and avoiding the zone, and they would walk people, and they would then give in and throw it right down the pipe. And These weren't players who ever put themselves into the position that Mitch did, which was to say, listen, I've taken all this information in, but I'm through with the negative. I'm just going to take the positives. I'm going to keep going off of that. And what do you know? As soon as he found that approach, as soon as he embraced the good in the game, he started getting good at the game. Listen to him. Listen to his voice after this one last night at PNC Park. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to put into words. Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of speechless about it. It was really cool. Kind of blacked out out there after the fifth or sixth. But, um, yeah, it's just really special um, to do it with um, a bunch of these guys in here. And, and um, you know, we've been struggling a little bit. So, huge win here. Uh, Castro is unbelievable. I mean, it's just really cool. That's him. That's the Mitch that I've come to know over the past couple of years. It's not the Mitch who was standing there and doubting himself and wondering why he even had to do interviews and questioning this decision or that decision or this command or that spin. He's just enjoying himself now. He's having fun. He is walking around with a smile on his face all the time. Now, that started, that started last spring with that 100-mile-an-hour pitch because he felt like he unlocked something. He felt like he had something that he could build off. Well, he did in kind of a weird, non-linear way. But now, wow, look at him now. Tell me, you tell me what the ceiling is for that young man. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance.
Today's J1Q comes from JD, who says, DK, I just saw Henry Davis in Richmond on Saturday, and one thing really stood out for me. He hits the ball hard. H-A-R-D. He basically hit a check swing single into center field. He just looks different than a lot of the young men in that field. That's the kind of bat that we need at the major league level. J.D., I'm with you. First things first, he does not belong at the double-A level. I don't think there's anybody other than Ben Charrington who could dispute that. Henry needs to be in triple-A. And the Pirates need to get about the business of sorting out the fact, and I do mean fact, that their top two hitting prospects are both catchers. Because if that's going to force a number one overall pick to stay at a level that he handles way too easily, then you're stunting his development every bit as much as if you'd be having him a level too high. And you're not doing right by the prospect. You're not doing the player-centric thing that Charrington and his staff talk about. He's got to move up. In turn, and there does have to be an in turn here, because the reason that Davis is down there is so that Andy Rodriguez can be the catcher in Indianapolis. Something needs to be sorted out there. One of them, probably Andy, almost certainly Andy, would be the one who comes to Pittsburgh. Whether Andy catches or not really isn't my interest. It just isn't. One of the things to bear in mind when we're talking about catching is that this general manager values defense so much more over offense at that position that it's as if the offense doesn't exist. He just paid $5 million to get Austin Hedges here. Hedges had a a double last night and had a another double he should have had was robbed by a tremendous catch in center field. So he showed a little bit of life with the bat, but he is who he is. He has no chance of ending up with a 200 average this season. But he also was the guy behind the plate for a shutout. And I can promise you that Mitch and everyone else involved will know and appreciate the role that Hedge has played in that. And they'll do so way more than any of us could. Whatever, whatever. Andy Rodriguez has the athleticism to play other positions. You could put him at second base or in the outfield right now. Okay, this isn't some overweight, uh, old-school type catcher who can only stay stuck behind the plate. He's a, a smaller, lighter kid who can really run, can really do uh, everything that you wouldn't expect from a catcher. But chiefly, he hits. And don't make me be the guy to rain on the parade from last night, but it sure is wonderful that Mitch got his nine zeros up there and that Rodolfo Castro finally, finally, for this team, came up with a significant hit with that two-run homer in the seventh inning. But otherwise, this was going to be just another stinker for the offense. Maybe Mitch takes some of the pressure off of that. Maybe Rodolfo's hit lightens the load a little bit, and you'll see somebody else hit more than one home run a week, meaning for the team. But maybe not. 
I feel like you should have one of those two players in Pittsburgh right now. And the other one, whoever it happens to be, would be in Indianapolis. I feel that's best for the prospects. I feel that's definitely best for the team in Pittsburgh. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we'll do another one of these tomorrow.